0: And welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Trip Mitchell. That is Randall Carlisle. How are you doing today, Trip? I'm wonderful. And my wife criticized us. We, she said to me- How we dare don't, she? What'd she say? She said, we don't introduce our guests soon enough that oh. you and I wrap. So oh. our guest today is Jamie Shaw. And Jamie, mm-hmm. this is where we're going to do host wrap. Okay. And this is- uh, And she criticized you for that. So now you're taking care of issues at home by introducing him right now. Bingo. Right? That's that's. Are it. you happy, dear? Yeah, probably not, <laughs> but the name of the show, Odyssey House Journals, where what we do each week is talk about challenges in terms of addiction and, and both alcohol and drugs, but we talk about the good side of it, and that's recovery. And there's so many people here in the state of Utah. Thousands. Thousands, thousands who are dedicated to helping. You in recovery, Randall, longtime newsman, had a chance to continue in news for a lot longer, but you've gone on to work for Odyssey House. Yes, and, and I love it. I love it. I got out of my contract two years early so I could work at Odyssey,
1: and I've been there for two years, and it's and it's it's the best job I've ever had in my life. And I'm not saying that because I work at Odyssey. I'm. It just it
0: feels good. It's it's it it feels good to go to work every day. Uh, and part of AA is. One of the things that they're very, that they do a great job with is, the saying is, if you want to keep it, you've got to give it away. And right. by that, part of being sober is to help other people who have challenges. And Randall and I had a chance to, I mean, that's your full time gig, but yeah, this TV yeah. show podcast, Lee, by the way, our wonderful producer, is a way for us to give back, and we've done a. Had they're f- they're only paying there. us about ten thousand an episode, and I don't think that's so. That's sort of giving back, don't you think? Giving once the taxes are taken yeah, out. <laughs> no, no, no. this is all free. Yeah, yeah so. we're we're doing this to give back, and we've had a chance to meet. We're coming up on forty shows. Wow! And the and cool it's, thing—it's being viewed a lot. I've, I've got to tell you, I, we talked about this
1: last episode, but we're we're like maybe uh, twelve. We reach like twelve thousand people every show in countries all over the world, including. I thought this was cool. Nineteen from Russia last week, and I got this telegram, or it, it was a it was an email, and and it was it said, uh, "Dear Odyssey House Journals, thank you for helping me with my drinking problem." This is from Russia. I'm doing my job much better now. Signed, V. Putin. Sorry for
0: not writing longer. I've got to call one of my employees in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but
1: but really, I mean i I don't understand why somebody in well, we had thirty four listeners in Switzerland last week now why i you know, I don't know well i uh, having
0: been in Switzerland at, at about ten years ago for a hockey tournament, I there noticed there was a, there lot, was a of, lot of beer, lot, yes, yeah. beer around and yeah. if they hadn 't wanted us to drink, why would they put a beer in our locker room before the game that 's I mean, true yeah. but we 've got we 're hitting about as Randall said between eleven and twelve thousand listeners and it 's all because of great you know people in this challenge and one of the things that we do a couple times a show is give out the number for Odyssey House, and we 're not a show for Odyssey House. We no, literally not at started all. this. Because Randall was working there, and we wanted to do something great for the community. And again, to, for a podcast to get up to eleven, twelve thousand 12,000 listeners is an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. So the number is, I'm glad you asked me that, trip. I'll play yeah. announcer, 801-322-3222. And now we've uh, gone through our segment called Host Talk. And now why don't we introduce Jamie? Jamie Shaw. Uh, he The reason... I heard about Jamie
1: through one of our one of my coworkers, Rachel Santizo, who who you love, absolutely in, in, in a camaraderie kind of fashion. Yes, sir, yes. Um And what happened is recently we uh, made a connection with Intermountain Healthcare, uh, and it's and, and this is a reflection of how treatment programs are broadening their horizons so they can serve more people in need. And and maybe I should let Jamie tell the story, but go ahead. I, I don't want to steal it from you, but we made an arrangement for to bring people into treatment sooner who are in an IHC hospital with medical condition but need treatment. So maybe you could sort of describe
2: how that happened. Sure, sure. So May 3rd of this year, I uh, attempted suicide and uh ended up in the hospital. Uh spent 14 days in the ICU and then another 17 in ICU recovery. And I, I Let me move this a little farther okay. away so you don't knock it. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. And you know, I I knew I was done. I just I just wanted out because I couldn't stop. It was just I'd reached a point in my life to where I knew, you know, It was the only way out for me at that time. What was
0: your your drug of choice or alcohol? It was a drug or alcohol? It was
2: alcohol and uh, meth. Alcohol and meth is what actually uh, the end of it, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I spent 34 days there. And in that time, I was trying to think of, you know, because I had tried to end everything. And I was just lost. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was... You know, I was in a, still in a dark place. And so I had asked uh, my sister-in-law who was there f- with me the whole time. My family was, all, actually all of my family was there, but my sister-in-law and my brother were so adamant about getting me the right help and getting me the treatment, you know, that I needed. And so with my medical condition being the way it is, we had tried a couple of different places and we were actually looking on the top 100. An Odyssey House was at the very top of that list. Wow! And so, uh, you know, with her help, uh, her calling and calling around, and uh, you know, they they said they could take me.
1: See, the problem up till up to that point, and for most treatment centers, was like he had a you had a pick line and some tubes coming out or something. Yeah, I had a
2: pick line and two JP drains on uh, my right side for my liver.
1: And 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 most treatment centers will not take somebody into residential housing uh, with the with that situation. And so Odyssey worked out a deal with IHC and with VOA in case somebody needs with a pit line needs to go to detox at VOA and then come into Odyssey. But we worked out the program now, and, and we've had several clients come through. He's the very first, so. You were a trendsetter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you came into Odyssey House with with a pick line and
0: some tubes coming out. By the way, what is a pick line?
2: A pick line (laughs) is... Good point. Good question. Yeah. (laughs) It's a line that goes straight to your heart. Uh, It's where they can administer medicine and stuff like that. And because of my injuries, I had to have uh, uh, some serious antibiotics because I was facing some quite serious issues. So your uh,
0: odds for just medical recovery were long.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, you should, shouldn't be here now. I should not be. <laughs> we're glad you are. Yeah. Well, he's really
1: not. This is the magic of television, and we uh, we reached into the celestial kingdom to bring him here for this show. Uh, right, right. But see, the problem with with, with IV drug users frequently uh, is that you get an infection that goes to your heart, and what's it called, endocarditis, yes. right? and and so that you need the pick line with the antibiotic uh and and up till this new arrangement it was r- it was very difficult to bring somebody into a program so. but
0: irrespective of of what you had going medically if you didn't have the recovery from the drugs and the alcohol what they were doing medically wouldn't going to help
2: uh yeah temporarily temporarily. temporarily yeah
0: so this was kind of a unique situation
2: sure sure absolutely
0: he, did,
1: was, he was a guinea pig at Odyssey, did you realize
0: so. <laughs> Did you realize how much hard work was going on behind the scenes, your sister-in-law and everyone at, at IHC and Odyssey? And-
2: you know, I was in so much pain all the time, but I, her talking to me every day, uh, just making, putting forth the effort to make sure that I had a place to go. And the doctors were a little concerned that, you know, maybe I need to take a little bit of time off before going into treatment, but that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. I left the hospital and went straight to Odyssey House. Rachel, who we know, yes, showed up at the hospital and she came in the room. I was extremely nervous, but then you know she made me feel at ease and was telling me, you know what, you're gonna do good at this program, and I believed her and through faith, you know.
1: And it, 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 how did how did the other Odyssey clients react to you with a pick line and tubes and stuff like that? Did
2: you know? A lot of them didn't know because I tried to hide it, but <laughs> okay. you can only hide it for so long yeah. and so much. And when uh, they they were in awe that I actually survived, you know, and they were friendly and they would always ask me how you're doing, and I would tell them, you know, I'm doing great, you know, I'm getting better, and, you know. But they did treat me a little bit differently, because only because I don't think they knew how. To, you know, when I told them a suicide attempt, I don't think they really knew how to react, and I kind of hated putting them on the spot like that because.
0: Well, my guess is that Odyssey House, there are a number of other people have had suicide oh, attempts. Oh,
1: very much so. Yeah. I mean, that's very common among uh, addicts and alcoholics to think suicide or attempt suicide or something like that.
2: You know? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I definitely agree. The few that were really serious about their suicide attempts. They knew. I mean, sure. you know, they, they were they were friendly, but for the most part, I tried to hide most of it.
0: And once you got into treatment, what, did you transition to treatment pretty quickly or were you still thinking of the medical things? Was, was it hard to throw yourself into treatment?
2: Yeah. For the first month, it was hard to throw myself into treatment, but I did not miss a therapy session or a group session. I, d- I didn't want to miss anything because I was there to get everything that was, you know, what I was lucky to get. And it was a whole new a whole new atmosphere, a whole new beginning, a whole new chapter of my life. And as much pain as I was in, I I, I didn't care. I just wanted to be sober.
1: What uh we always ask ask people uh, obviously if you were at a low point in your life where you wanted to commit suicide, uh, that's pretty low. Uh, but w- what, was the, what, was, what was the turning point that you said, okay, I want to get clean and I want to live my life and there is a future. What was, was
2: it lying in the hospital or what was it? It was an Odyssey house. Absolutely Odyssey house. Really? It was probably... This is not prompted, by the way, <laughs> folks. Yeah. It was definitely Odyssey house. Uh, I could just connect with so many people And I just wanted to live. I was so grateful for surviving. But the things that Odyssey House helped you with, they took me completely out of my comfort zone. First week while I was there, I was like, there's no way I can do this program. (laughs) I am out of my comfort zone. This just, oh, crazy. But the more, because of the first month of just doing a lot of listening and stuff like that, I, I became... It it, it just clicked. It really, really clicked. And I thought, I love this place. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) You know, I love it. So
0: let's go back to the lowest of the lows before you tried to commit suicide. Okay. What was a day like? And I want to do this. I don't want to get into your pain, but I want people watching to know drugs and alcohol can be, alcohol in particular, pretty glamorous. Mm -hmm. You know, every TV commercial, no (laughs) one shows you at home. Yeah. Yeah, drinking alone. You're with friends drinking. You're
1: uh... picking up beautiful women. You're driving fast
0: cars. You're, you yeah. know, all that what kind was the stuff? lowest of the low like?
2: You know, for me, it, a lot of it was taking pills, uh, hydrocodone pills. You know, black uh, getting them from, you know, a dealer. Uh, taking pills, and when I couldn't take pills, I would take meth. But drinking, I would go to Wendover for concerts and load up my car full of beer. Because, you know. Cheaper and, and heavier <laughs> yeah. in alcohol content. Cheaper yeah. and heavier in alcohol. And I would do my best to hide it. But I had to have it every day. Every what was day. your job at the time? My job at the time, I was a commercial plumber. Okay. And I would, uh, I, I would call it my unauthorized whiskey vacations. I would start drinking on the weekend, miss a week of work, and beg my way to come back.
0: And you had enough charm to get back in?
2: Absolutely. My work ethic is what did it for me. And it was kind of an enabler, you know, my work ethic. Because every time I asked to come back, they'd let me come back. And they, you know.
0: And they weren't enabling you. They they thought they were helping you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they but,
1: knew why you were gone, probably. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I'm Yeah, they knew. So yeah. just some advice. If you're a plumber, don't drink and light around a gas leak. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> no. drink and light flames. or
2: No, absolutely not. The thing is, is I wouldn't do anything at work. It was always after time when I would do it. uh, Occasionally pills here and there, but for the most part, it was on weekends and
0: at night. And so it was hard to turn it off on Sunday afternoon?
2: Uh, I couldn't turn it off. There's no way I could. I'd done it for so many years. You know, I'm 47, and I'd been doing drugs for at least 32 of those years. Wow. Couldn't shut it off. Yeah, 15.
1: See, the reason this program is important, it's a win-win situation, first of all what what he was in the hospital for towards the end did not necessarily require hospitalization okay so the sooner they can get him out of that room they save money but the flip side of that looking at it from his perspective is he can get into treatment immediately as opposed to them say sending him home uh, and having him wait several weeks for treatment or something and and that's when that's when so many people relapse is when, you're, when you you when you're home you're you you have all this time to yourself and you would have just been recuperating from everything yeah. and, and 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 so it's a win-win for clients as well as for IHC.
0: Absolutely. Know. Because there is you make that decision you want to get clean but the sooner you're in and you're surrounded by <laughs> good influence is the better because sitting at home watching days of our lives is not no let anyone disappoint. with access to no. booze <laughs> you know, know whatsoever. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Whatsoever.
1: And, and and so uh you know to to me it's it when i heard about this it was like wow you know that's a pretty cool program and the and the doctor at ihc who came up with the idea you know i guess he's a pretty cool guy i haven't met him yet dr mayor yeah uh and And so it's it's sort of thinking out of the box for in terms of a treatment program and for a hospital uh, which we need to do more of I mean if we're gonna cope with the epidemic of addiction and alcoholism we people need to think outside the box
0: and Last week's guest talking to her about Rusty's situation with Judge Campbell in the federal courts, placing a bet on her and really. You know, could see the improvement and sure. stuff. Because we're talking lives here. It, it, it Every life is important. Every life is important. And yeah. to think outside the box, to do new things is...
1: Well, and that's why they've changed sentencing guidelines now to... You know, reduce minor drug charges from a felony to a misdemeanor. And, you know, as Police Chief, uh, Salt Lake Police Chief Mike Brown just says all the time, he says, you can't arrest your way out of this situation. Mm. You know, would throwing you in jail have solved your problem?
2: No, absolutely you know. not. And
0: now you're you're back out, you're functioning, you're – has life ever been as good as it is right now?
2: It has never been this good. Absolutely.
0: So you're telling me that sitting next to Randall is just the greatest day of my life? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, to be honest it. with you, it's one of the highlights, <laughs> <You> <laughs> might. Of the highlights. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> haven't had a very exciting <laughs> life if that's a, if that's <laughs> a highlight. So. A definite highlight. But the idea, of, and we talk about hope, that all of a sudden you have that hope.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, ther- through therapy and the group, uh, all the groups I went through at Odyssey House – it taught me how to maintain and, you know, process the negative thoughts and let them go and the constant uh, uh, where everybody, uh, you know, you have the chance to engage each other and be honest with each other through encounters and, you know, learning how to talk to people using the give and fast, you know... Uh, way as far as when you give encounters, uh, you know, you be fair, you don't apologize, you steadfast in your beliefs, and you tell the truth. And when you're on the other side of that, you be gentle, show interest, validate their feelings in an easy manner. And I learned that. That's one of the greatest things I learned.
1: It's one of the big things at Odyssey House is encounters. It's one of the things people hate the most, uh, (laughs) because it'd be like... uh, i'm trying to think of an example if if uh if 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 you saw me uh breaking one of the significant rules at odyssey house you would write down an encounter right Mm -hmm. and then and this is this would just be an example of how people learn to civilly deal with each other on an honest level so tell me what you would say to me if you saw me doing something like that you
0: go ahead
2: okay perfect uh What we they would do? They would uh, read off the encounters. Jamie, you have an encounter on Randall, uh, Randall. and so I they would I would have to read it, and it would say, uh, "Randall, I want to hold you accountable for leaving your uh, say bowl breakfast bowl on the table," and uh, it makes me uh, you know a little upset that we have to do you know extra stuff to.
0: That seems like a. Just a small little issue kind of menial
2: y- yeah absolutely menial but there's definitely bigger issues right and and, and the the one
1: key that he encountered there is he t- you have to talk about a feeling it made me yeah. feel yeah. and then I would and this is in front of the group too you say so you got to understand this is openness and honesty it, it, it the cereal bowl doesn't matter it could be any issue yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then I'd have to I'd have to say Jamie I I'm sorry I I upset you by leaving my cereal bowl there it was a uh, it was a lazy thing for me to do, and the next time I eat cereal, I'll clean my bowl and take it back to the sink. And, and then the then the facilitator would say, "Does that work for you, Jamie?" Absolutely. You know,
2: yep.
1: and, and and there's another option there too is if I would say, "You're full of crap. That wasn't my cereal bowl <laughs> there," uh, blah blah blah, and and a facilitator might open it up to the group and say did anybody else see the cereal bowl there or put, see Randall put the cereal bowl there? You know, and then you have this whole group discussion.
0: They're, they're all focusing on me for my damn cereal bowl. Well, and, and this might come as a shock to you, but occasionally people with alcohol and drug problems are not a hundred percent truthful. <laughs> yeah, right. And that approach you think? seems like it has worked for you until you find out that, first of all, you weren't fooling anyone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe a few people. But by and large, people, you know, if you and you seem very likable, and likability is becomes an enablement, because I know in my case that I could get out, I could get get away with stuff by saying, "Hey, I apologize, I won't yeah. do, do another football game drunk."
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. it, it, it does help, you know. But I don't know. Were you uh, did every, Are you a likable person when you were high all the time, or not?
2: I don't think so. No, I don't think so.
1: See, I you think seem- I was obnoxious. I think <laughs> I, were you? I think, I you know, I don't know. I well, you got four beautiful women to marry you. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, <laughs> but when I was drunk, I would tried to pick up other women while I was still married. So that's a that's challenge, a yeah. yeah. That, mm. that, and no amount of being nice or anything else will solve that issue.
0: So you know. Jamie, you have made an amazing. The last year has been an amazing turnaround. Yes. What do you look for in the future?
2: Uh, helping out, giving back. And how are you going to do that? Uh, go to meetings, uh, do whatever I can to help out as far as when they have events and stuff like that. And when I can, go back to Odyssey House. I want to do what I can there. I, lo- I love that place.
1: Do, do you feel like you're part of a family? I've noticed so many clients, they, they get close to people, and you feel like you're part of the Odyssey family, really. Oh, yeah.
2: It, it's an absolute family, and I even... You know, I'll uh, send an email to my therapist saying I miss you and I miss Odyssey House <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. And I'm so grateful Rachel connects with me all the time. And I, I, to be honest with you, I miss it. I really miss it.
0: And are you back to being a plumber?
2: Uh, no, not not at this point right now. What are you doing now? I uh, work part-time as a field engineer for a communications company.
0: So you're a pretty smart guy.
2: Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: Do you, when you're out of, in the field – how do you handle a frustration uh, that in the past would let maybe lead to drugs or alcohol what are what are some of the steps or what are
2: some of the skills that
0: Odyssey House has taught you
2: Ab- to- patience patience definite patience and i can't solve everything right there and there you know what i mean i just stop take a step back observe and then i proceed yeah.
1: and you make mistakes and accept them yeah.
2: right oh yeah, yeah i, I mean- make mistakes i accept them and it's not the end of the world you know i have a better Confidence. Absolute confidence.
1: One of the things I learned with sobriety for me has meant I'm more peaceful and I'm much more patient. I'm much less likely to have resentment or anger or anything mm-hmm. over something that happens. Whereas, you know, if you looked at me cross-eyed in my drinking days, it'd be like, I don't like that trip. He looks at mm-hmm. me weird, you know. Uh, and now you can look at me because you're looking at me weird right now. And I <laughs> and I still like you. You see, that's, that's the difference with sobriety. But I, I do think it, it creates more, I, I hate to use the word serenity because we use that all the time in
0: AA, but it does create serenity in you. And, Jamie, uh, the one thing that I've learned, in my time in, in sobriety is that to level out your days is super important. Yeah. When you're in alcohol or drugs, you're looking to get those perfect days, mm-hmm. those 10 days. And, and you know, in real life, if you can have a lot of days that are five, six, or seven, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. And the key to that is that you don't have the days that are the ones, the twos, and the threes. Yeah. And by trying to commit suicide, yeah. you had a, a lot of ones.
2: Yeah, very many.
0: Do you remember thing. the decision to commit suicide? Was it very conscious? Did you say I'm I'm getting out of here?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was uh after three days of drinking beer and uh I had gotten a little bit of meth the night before and just took it all and sat sat there and thought to myself, it's either jail st- institutions or death. And I didn't want to go to jail. I didn't want to be institutionalized, so I chose death. And that's when that's when I did. Because it's
1: it, 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 so many people do think about that. You know the uh, the ironic thing. I mean, meth is sort of an upper, but but for people of alcoholics, it's so weird because it's a depressant, and so you drink and you get you're depressed already. So you're drinking, and then you, so you're consuming a depressant, and and it's even then it makes everything even worse. Yeah. And it just you know. How many people in AA meetings I've heard talk about the fact that they've certainly considered, but a lot of them have said they've tried to commit suicide, and so it's it, it obviously has something to do with the
0: consumption of alcohol or drugs. Yeah, absolutely. And people people who have never had a drug or alcohol problem have thought about suicide as well. So it's true. Percent, per, very possible. What's the word I want to use pervasive oh, thank you, okay. I was going for the, but we have a very high teen suicide rate in the state of Utah, so it there are so many challenges out there from right. a mental health standpoint right. and our, you know our
1: point of doing all this is to to show that there are there are treatment methods and it doesn't have to be odyssey house, but there are things that people are doing that is that are working and you take in in a In a year, you go from trying to commit suicide to looking at life positively and 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 most of it you you can say odyssey had a lot to do with it, and maybe Odyssey played a part, but you played the biggest part in that because you did the work and you've you're reaping the benefits now
2: i mean yeah it was work, wasn't it Oh yeah, hard work you know it was absolutely hard work, but it, it if I didn't follow. The guidelines that Odyssey House sets for you, and teaches you the change of behavior, and you really acknowledge it and take it in for what it's worth, and spend the time to really focus on what they teach you.
0: Well, Jamie, I first of all thank you for coming on the show. It, it's been a great half hour. I've learned a lot, and uh, and, and you realize
1: what you're doing
0: here is hopefully helping people who are
1: either listening or watching because they'll say I was at that point too yeah. and if and if he can do what he did then I can too you know
2: oh absolutely absolutely get the help if you need it right Jamie, thank you so much. Thank you,
0: Randall. One another half hour in the books. Are we at show thirty-nine? I, I think? don't know what it is. You know, Vladimir,
1: we, we want to talk specifically to you. Where if this you, is
0: show thirty-nine. Thirty-nine,
1: Vladimir. If you if if you want to go back and watch some of the other ones, you can go to YouTube and or you can just Google Odyssey House Journals. And we're happy that we could help you with your drinking issues. And hopefully you have better dealings with the United States now. So yeah, I, I, you know
0: you might if if you sober up, you might get invited to that G7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Next not year sure wherever it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> so once again, Jamie, thank you so much for Randall. I'm tripp. Thanks for watching. And the important thing is if you have some challenges, if you have a loved one, pick up the phone and call. The number at Odyssey House is 801.
1: 322 3222 two. <laughs>
0: Or, and we're not directing people to Odyssey House, but if we can get someone on the phone with you, they're. Tons of great places that can help. There are tons of caring people here in the state of Utah.
1: And if you're watching, I mean, we're on YouTube and we tease it on Odyssey House's Facebook page, but we're also on Spotify and iTunes. And one thing you might want to do, because it gives us better records, is if you go to one of those, if you subscribe to the podcast, then you get it every week. And then we know you get it every week, and that adds to the 12,000 listeners. And so. we're,
0: we're very pleased. We want to thank Lee and uh, Thorpe with the new studio. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Looks great. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.